0: Welcome to the Daily Nugget. I'm Mike Conan and this is today's Daily Nugget. Well, we're going to revisit the passage in 1 Peter chapter 4 again today. And we able to give an introductory, uh, some introductory thoughts on the list that Peter gives for what is sexual immorality and why we should avoid it. He doesn't want to say why we should avoid it, he just says you should avoid it. Um, And interestingly enough, this morning in my daily reading, uh, it came up with Deuteronomy uh, chapter 22, uh, which goes into um, God's plan for uh, the nation of Israel as it relates to purity in marriage. And very, very fascinating how uh, there was a demand at that time that your bride would be a virgin. And it was expected, uh, and if if for some reason it turned out that the bride was not a virgin, uh, the husband had all of these things that he could do, including breaking up the marriage and keeping the dowry, or not the dowry, but re, having the dowry returned to him, and and even the woman would would face severe uh, penalties, uh, and if if the man in participated in sexual immorality there were consequences for him too depending on which type of sexual immorality he participated in the whole thing is very very fascinating when I think of our culture today and I think of first Peter and Peter's call uh, to stay away from those things stay away from lust stay away from sexual immorality uh, and orgies and the like and again, I told you that that word is connected with worship, and so it's, it's a little bit deceiving. Um, but in every list, it's really interesting. There's some sort of a worship angle where if you don't get worship right, uh, it is the, the worst thing possible in the Lord's eyes in some ways. Because he designed you to worship him. That is part of your DNA. It's part of how God made you is to worship him. Does that mean you have to sing praise songs with the praise band? No, it doesn't. No. Worship at its core is bowing your heart to God. And uh, part of it, of course, is singing because that's what we're directed to do. Part of it is praying. Part of it is humbling yourself before God in prayer. Um, but there's a sense of surrender that comes from worship that is is really key and important. And... and Ultimately, worship is about obedience uh, and being subservient to the God of the scriptures. Um, and so in every list, there's always something uh, along the lines of worship, which we saw in the last list. So it's see idolatry and also the orgies. Uh, but there's also in every list um, something related to being out of control. Uh, and not being in your right mind. And drunkenness is used in this particular list. Lust is used in this particular list. And again, it's that idea that God wants us to be in our right minds. Uh, We live in a world today where people are legalizing drugs left and right. Our drug problems are everywhere. And we see the fruit of it. We see the fruit of it. It is not good. And we have... Uh, record depression levels. We have record almost every kind of levels. Even post-COVID, the numbers are just as bad. And it is one of those remarkable things where you realize that maybe the Bible didn't have it so wrong. And in fact, I remember the first time I I learned that alcohol was a depressant. And I learned it in middle school, but it was uh, accentuated when I was working in a drug and alcohol treatment center because uh, we had to become experts on drugs. And uh, one of the things I was talking about is people who are alcoholics uh, tend to have severe mood swings. Uh, they could be really up. They could be really down. Um, and, but in general, it's a depressant. And what that depressant does is it changes uh, the, the chemical makeup of the person who takes it. And over time, it creates real problems in the person's life. Uh, so that's one thing uh, that stands out is that in that list is almost always some sort of a don't don't let yourself be controlled by drugs, alcohol, those things. And by the way, uh, in another list, it lists pharmakeia as something that's prohibited. Uh, but in the list is always sex. And it's it's been a problem ever since the beginning, I guess. And there are ways that we are to exercise this. And it saddens me. I I should have preached on it more when I was a pastor. I wish I did. I mean, I'm just telling you right now, God's plan for everyone is to be a virgin when you're married and to stay faithful to your spouse. That is God's plan. And when you disrupt that plan, it is not good for you and it is not healthy for you. And it's not healthy for anybody involved. Um, I do believe in this thing called soul bonds that when you... uh, do sleep with somebody who is not your spouse, there is a part of you that is united to them for the rest of their life and the rest of your life. Now, God could bring healing, but there's still that piece of you that will not be completely whole until Jesus comes back. In addition to that, it just brings all kinds of temptations and problems into your marriage. Uh, And I wanted to say uh, this about lust too, and especially as it relates to sexual morality was talking to somebody who I was uh, driving uh, when I, on my trip, and they had a bunch of tattoos. And, then, and when people have tattoos, and especially if I see a scripture verse on there, I'm always going to ask them about their tattoos um, because I, I, they're blatantly throwing it in my face, but theres he had like 30 tattoos. And so I asked him about it, you know, what would you think? And he said, oh, I'm removing these two here. And I said, why are you removing those? He said, well, I, I'm not sure about them. And so we got talking about tattoos, and I asked him, well, if you could do it over again, would you do it again? and he paused for a second. And then his wife, who also has tattoos, jumped in and said, I wouldn't, I would never do tattoos again. And I'm not saying tattoos are here or there, but it was interesting is a couple of minutes later, he said the same thing. You know, I don't think I would do it again either. And I said, and I asked him the simple question. "Well, do you think? Once you got one, you just kind of opened the floodgate and that's what happened. And both of them said the same thing. Yep. That's exactly what happened. Once I got one, then it was like, Well, I've already got them now. I could just get as many as I want. And that's the same thing with sex. It is. You could say it's not, but it is. And once you are not a virgin anymore, your life is completely different. God can still bring healing. Uh, He could still, through repentance, bring healing. And I want to encourage you with that. But you will never be the same once you give that up. And I want to encourage you, if you have kids, talk to them about it. Because it's real and it's true. And it's the greatest gift that you can give them. And the greatest gift they can give their spouse is to be... Um, faithful, and to that spouse, even before they're married. All right, I'll leave it at that. That's a long enough podcast on this stuff, but some good stuff in here. All right, Lord, richly bless you guys. May he offer his grace to you, whatever you're facing in these things. Amen. Hey, this is a ministry of our true legacy. Thanks for listening.